Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You... There's so many people who have been faking it till they make it. Everyone's heard that. But from an energetic standpoint, if a person is holding on to an old thought pattern or a disbelief in their ability to do something, they're carrying the vibration of that. Hi, my peak performer. I am Henneka Watkins, Porto, host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bookophilia, Jamaica Stock Exchange and Patwa Apparel. And now, let's go to today's episode. Today's guest is the empowering story whisperer, an internationally known spiritual teacher, guided meditation master, international speaker, and three times author. She helps people create empowering stories to live and love by. I'm so happy to have on the show today, Leslie Karen Hammond. Welcome, Leslie, to The Entrepreneurial You. Thank you, Hanukkah. So happy to be here. And of course, before I jump right into it, there is a fun question I normally start with, with all my guests. So you're not escaping this one. <laughs> okay, bring it on. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather not hear or not see? I would I would be fine not seeing because I see a lot with my eyes closed. Ah, I knew that was coming. I could have told you that was going to be your response. <laughs> Because, yes, I do understand your perspective, and especially given your experience and background, huh? Mm. Of course, I want you to share your social media handle with us so that our peak performers here listening can go right ahead and tweet at you whatever they want to do with you while you're saying something that it's jumping out at them. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Well, my Twitter handle is at confidence, B-L-D-R, again, at Confidence BLDR and Facebook. The page is Healing Through Your Story, and Instagram is Leslie Karen Hammond One. Awesome, Leslie. So now our community of entrepreneurs, they're going to be gathering some wisdom from you today about how to let go of baggages, and we want to know what does that have to do with entrepreneurship anyway. Oh, it has everything to do with entrepreneurship. Take a look at how many people don't become entrepreneurs because of the baggage issue. I mean, there's the fear of confidence, uh, much less, oh, my goodness, being vulnerable or, you know, being transparent. And there is, you know, when, whenever anyone goes to do something that's a little bit frightening, all those fears tend to come and, you know, pay us a visit. And the more that we hold on to those things, whatever they may be, then the more difficult it come, it becomes for us to really catapult into the realms we want to be playing in. And so now you're going to be guiding us about how to let go of those baggages. In fact, before we even go, um, letting go of them, what are they doing to us? Why do we even need to let go of them? 
a lot of times we let them rule or take the steering wheel. And if we haven't made time to investigate them, we keep trying to push them under the carpet, then it'll have us making decisions based on fear. And when we do that, that will keep someone from seriously investing in themselves to grow their business. It will keep them from taking risks, like say getting on stage and starting to speak in public. You know, a lot of people are comfortable with, you know, radio more so because they won't be physically seen. So the things that we carry that we really don't want to address because it's a little painful or we're not sure if it's a can of worms will be opening. I mean, all of that plays an impact on how we show up with our customers and what we ask of them. Because if we're not completely walking the talk, people will feel it. They'll pick up on it. Interesting. So we can't go pretending as if everything is okay. That's that's not going to work. No, it's not. And there's so many people who have been faking it till they make it. <laughs> I think I think everyone's heard that, but from an energetic standpoint, if you if a person is holding on to an old thought pattern or a disbelief in their ability to do something, they're carrying the vibration of that. And it's really preventing them from bringing in everything that they want to experience and the clients that they want to serve. I, I, I firmly believe that everyone to some degree experiences this. And of course, you know, like you said, to some degree, to so some more than the others. And so back to the question. So how do spiritually driven entrepreneurs move past these fear? For example, the fear of failing is a major one. Um, many of us are so afraid of stepping out into that unknown for the simple reason that we fear that we will fail. And sometimes we fear success as well. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. Marion Marian Williamson did say our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. But yeah, so let's, let's talk about that. How do spiritually driven entrepreneurs move past the fear of failing? Well, the ones who are truly walking the talk, they run headfirst into what needs to be addressed. And a lot of times people feel like they have enough on their plate already that they can't possibly take on one more thing. And it's that resistance that's really the invitation to grow because there's there'll always be something we're not seeing it's the forest through the trees metaphor that when you know when someone completely refuses to explore something based on past experience I mean, it's, it's really limiting and it will always come up. Here's a prime example. So just to be completely transparent here, when I am in creation mode, I do not want to be distracted. So I could just as soon go in a cave for a week and not be bothered because if I'm working and my husband and I, we both work from home. So if he comes in and he disrupts my train of thought. I mean, I get really frustrated. So the limiting belief that I have is, well, I can't work 
in a room where there's another person making noise. I, you know, I, I just, I, I can't get right back on track. So I haven't gotten to the bottom of, the, of that yet. And quite frankly, I'm really not all that interested in trying to figure it out because I like the quiet. I like peace. You know, I like being in that environment, but I catch the language just like a lot of your listeners. I'm sure that if they paid attention for just a moment to what they said when there's something about to happen that they don't want or something, you know, that they want, they don't want. And it's that those ever so subtle words and languaging that really shine the flashlight on where we're stuck. I'm just moving away from that a bit. We hear the term spiritual and a lot of persons immediately think religion. Mm. What does it mean to live a spiritual life? In my humble opinion, it means to carry a belief in something larger than oneself that gives you this visceral knowing or feeling that you are always protected that you are always in the right place at the right time and you will all whatever regardless of whatever you experience it is always for the highest good to ultimately bring you closer to where you need to be now there are plenty of people that will argue things to the extreme saying, well, this made no sense, and this made no sense, and this was incredibly horrible and painful. How could anything good possibly come out of that? Well, I would come back and invite people to go to that place of reflection. And for some, it happens within an hour or 24 hours or a week or a month. When one can take a look back and cultivate the lesson or be able to see how they've grown through that experience. So having a strong spiritual belief means that one is comfortable taking emotional risks, taking mental risks, taking reasonable physical risks because they believe that everything is being put in front of them to help further grow their mission and enable them to serve on a higher level. Mm-hmm. You know, this understanding that as it pretty much is saying, all things work together for good. And when we understand that, uh, I think it eliminates the need to be always be in a rat race <laughs> as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs, as entrepreneurs tend to be at times, you know, always be in this rat race. We have, I have to get this done. It must be done now. Um, if I don't do it, no, it's not going to be done. And, and, and you, 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 you're forgetting to breathe. Mm, were you, uh, were you fly on my wall a little bit earlier today? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kindred spirit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so funny just i you know i i had an event a couple of evenings ago it's a women's gathering and the discussion came up around two very simple words one phrase versus another and the first phrase is i or three words i have to 
And then the second phrase was, I want to. And when someone says, I have to, I mean, I'm, I'm very visceral, so I'll go right to the way that that feels, and it feels forced. Feels like there's no choice, like uh, I'm being pushed or like it's not fun. But yet there are still times when I will, I'll say I have to do something. And whenever I say that, my husband gives me a look like the bird standing on one foot, you know, cocking <laughs> And then I'll catch myself and I'll realize, oh, I did it again. I did it again. But I, for people that are, you know, that agreed to be of service, there sometimes feels like there's this sense of making up for lost time because, you know, maybe this entrepreneurial journey didn't begin until someone was in their 40s or their 50s or their 60s. I mean, it's the the second or what what Jane Fonda calls the third act. So in in that desire to serve, it's very easy to get caught in the doing instead of the being. And it's, I mean, I think that's, I don't know about you, but that still pops up for me on a regular basis. And then it's time to reevaluate, slow down for a minute and see what's happening so that I can, you know, reset. It's funny that you mentioned that as well, because I was just going through my Instagram feed earlier and someone posted, um, the car scent, I think, who I follow, she posted something that says human beings versus human doings. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, it's, it's so true. And, you know, even for the spiritual masters, being fully present in every moment can you know it's a it can be a challenge and the more that more time that they can spend in that state of presence then eventually it will be more more presence than thinking or more presence than doing but just like yoga meditation or exercise it is a practice you know, um, we're going to take a break here. We're talking about letting go of baggages, entrepreneurs letting go of baggages. And when we come back, we're going to connect that to, um, you know, just storing, sharing rather the stories. Every person has a story. So how does every story matter? Why does every story matter rather? That's what we're going to be looking at when we come right back from our break. Peak performers. Success is something that we gradually work towards as an end goal. But we need to be in the right environment to make it happen. Bookophilia is dedicated to providing a space for book, coffee and tea lovers, creatives, educators, students and professionals who want ideas, innovation and inspiration. They have a variety of high quality books, a cafe, events such as book launches, signings and art exhibitions and professional services uniquely tailored to your needs, culture and tastes. Their environment provides for the full literary arts experience allowing for multifaceted creative expressions. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as Bookophilia. 
Welcome back. And we're speaking with Leslie Karen Hammond. She is taking us through letting go of baggages, entrepreneurs letting go of baggages. And no, I'm posing to you, Leslie, why does every story matter? Because depending on the kind of story that you're telling, it will dictate how quickly you move forward. So if you're if if someone's telling themselves uh, a story from a place of fear, like uh, well I can't do this or I've never been able to do this, then they're going to continue empowering whatever this low vibration was. And a a very simple change in words can make all the difference. Because contrary to what some believe, it's the day-to-day language that continues to feed the progress we make. It's the things that happen between our ears that no one sees and that no one hears that it can be one of the biggest challenges for anyone to overcome, but it will directly impact the way people show up directly impacts it and and it matters and yet so many persons are afraid of sharing their story why is that oh it's the fear of being judged particularly in you know the entrepreneurial space there is so much out there and in social media, it doesn't take long for things to go viral. So the concern of you know being vulnerable or you know being transparent really intimidates a lot of people. And it's I mean it's surprising. It's not just the people who we hope to attract as clients, but it's friends, it's family. I mean it's it's all over the place. But you know what is interesting? Surveys show that 90% of buying decisions are emotional. And your story is one of the best ways to connect to the emotions of other persons and those that you're trying to reach out. And yet there is this fear, um, of course, fear of being vulnerable. No, for persons who may fear because they would have gone through traumatic experiences in their childhood at any point of their lives. Maybe they would have even experienced what they call failure on their entrepreneurial journey. How can they open their hearts again to, to just let it all out and, and, and just relax and be, and be okay with being vulnerable? Well, here's, here's a trick that, you know, when I, when I've worked with clients, moving through things and getting to a place where they're comfortable sharing their story, there's, um, there's always a three-step process that I, that I invite them to go through. So the first piece is the drama, the trauma, the pain, whatever it was that happened. And then the second piece is what the lesson was, what, you know, what you've learned from the experience. And then the third piece is consider it a case study. So if it can be looked at from the perspective of, okay, this is what happened, this is what I've learned, and when I've used this with my clients, this is what happened. So you're, there's not a central focus on just the negative. So a lot of times people don't understand that formula. 
and they don't know how to put an upspin on what happened in such a way that it gravitates people towards them instead of repelling. So it's really, it's really important to have those three pieces. And that case study, a lot of times, is what gets left out. You know what I find, Leslie, that your pain, whatever trauma, whatever it is, can actually serve you um, instead of work against you. So when something happens, I believe you, you have one of two choices. You can, you can become bitter <laughs> or it can make you get better. You know, like for example, I would have gone through several traumas in, you know, from childhood, even up to adulthood, but they are the things that cause me to be so driven and motivated. Oh, exactly. I mean, they're, we we don't have enough time to get into that, <laughs> get into my backstory here. But you know, I I believe that I mean that statement can be true for anyone. We all have a history that has shaped us to be who we are. Those that are able to stand to still stand tall in spite of multiple attempts to knock them down and to you know to be oppressed. You know, I think it, it takes a, a strong constitution which is developed over time, and those who keep bouncing back do so because there is, I mean, there's a divine intervention that's going on here, and it's it's almost it's a it's a mix between like surrendering to the fact that one is meant to serve. And signing up for it outright and just saying, okay, I know I'm here for a bigger purpose. Bring it on. I'll, I'll do the work. I will do what needs to be done. And I mean, that's a, that's a huge commitment to make because regardless of whatever the business is, there's always the personal work that needs to happen too. Yeah. And you know, purpose is, is something that is so paradoxical because you, when you're doing your purpose, when you're living your purpose, you're actually serving, but yet you get such personal gratification from such service, you mm. know? <laughs> no, in, indeed. And a little, I don't know that I uh, specifically answered a question about like getting rid of baggage and dropping baggage. So if I can just take about 30 or 45 seconds. Yes, I mean, because we're coming, what we want to do, we want to end on, you know, how we live without fear, have a sense of peace and knowing in, in all in an attempt to let go of the baggages that sometimes tend to hold us back. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Well, so one of the, one of the first things to take a look at is to pay attention to when the blood pressure goes up. You know, pay attention to when the hairs on the back of your neck stand up or, you know, to when something gets under your skin, because that trigger is an invitation to take a look at why that's happening. And initially there, I mean, you may not know why it's happening. You may, you may simply recognize the fact that it is happening. So the first thing to do, and particularly when this happens, it's because of an engagement with someone else. Nine times out of 10, that will be the case. So have a discussion with that person. And don't be afraid to say, 
there's something going on here that that comment that response that action it just triggered something in me i don't understand it but i know something is going on so you know please be patient with me or please you know can we have a conversation so that we can try and you know talk this through so that's the first thing is is the recognition that something is happening and then the next piece is having the courage to open up that can of worms because if it's ignored then it'll go away for a little while but you can bet your bottom dollar it will come back again and ultimately there's a very strong component of self-love and being compassionate with oneself and understanding that okay in that circumstance you did the best that you could with what you had end of story so stop beating yourself up for whatever went wrong find the lesson in that and carry that piece forward and if you need to forgive someone start with forgiving yourself first and then expand the parameter of that because until we fully develop compassion for ourselves we'll never fully have it for other people just to reiterate we need to be forgiving of ourselves too many times we're walking around and you know <laughs> trying to love others when we in fact don't even love ourselves so we yes correct and and it's funny i haven't come up with this yet but you know uh, how a lot of times people will say fear is um it's false evidence appearing real well we ought to come up with something for fail because that i mean fear has this connotation that tends to be very negative so if you turn it to something positive it's not so bad. So what if the same thing was done with the word fail? It could be a concept that, you know, people are okay with because everybody fails at something. You're not human if you don't fail. We want to end on this note and an encouragement to all of us to love ourselves, to forgive ourselves, because once we get to that point and, you know, have a sense of peace and knowing it's easy to let go of any baggage that we may be holding on to that is preventing us from being our best selves. So I want to go in now and allow you now, Leslie, to give us that freebie that you mentioned to me in our pre-interview chat. Give us that freebie that you have for our listeners as well as share with them how they may get in touch with you. Oh, thank you. Well, going to that forgiveness piece before, um, this, this gift, it's a meditation. I absolutely love facilitating meditations. They come super easy for me. And this one is 18 minutes, and it will help you grow and expand that beautiful light that's within you. So if that sounds like something you'd be you your listeners would be interested in, you can go to www free gift from leslie.com again free gift from leslie it's l-e-s-l-i-e dot com and happy be happy to send you know that meditation to you and for anyone who wants to reach out i i would welcome uh, the connection you can find me at 
lesliekarenhammond.com. So it's leslie at lesliekarenhammond.com. And, you know, I, I love to connect with other people who have big missions and are here to serve. So by all means, you know, bring it on and let's change the world together. Awesome and quite enlightening. Let me say thanks to you, Leslie Karen Hammond, for coming on The Entrepreneurial You and sharing with us today. We have certainly been inspired and we have been enlightened. And we just look forward to, you know, letting go of any extra baggage that we may be carrying around. You know, we need to always be self-assessing. Anything that we find that is we're, that, that, that is making us, stunting our growth, we need to let go of it. So thank you so much, Leslie. It's been a pleasure. Oh, Hanukkah, you are so welcome. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Have an extraordinary day. And now, a word from our sponsor, Jamaica Stock Exchange. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. We have come to the end of another great show. Thank you so much for listening. I'd really love for you to go to iTunes, subscribe, rate and review the podcast, The Entrepreneurial You. That's if you've not already done so. And I really look forward to hearing from you about your journey as an entrepreneur if you've not already started and you are about to start, I'd love to hear about that. So send me an email at hennikawatkisporto at gmail.com. In the meantime, please visit hennikawatkisporto.com where you can access several resources to help you level up and peak your performance. Feel free to explore the website. There are several resources, there are blogs, there are the podcast, those past episodes that you've not yet listened to. You can also leave a comment on these show notes page of these episodes so i look forward to interacting with you and to share your journey remember you were born to win but to be a winner you must plan to win prepare to win and expect to win what good